The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Shirley Joy Jofi. For the past 15 years, Shirley has been a master healer, teacher, and guide. Having had success-driven careers in fitness and corporate industries, which resulted in burnout, her journey of rediscovery led her to realize that we all have a unique code for creating abundance in our lives, and when we do it our way, we get to experience true joy. Being the creator of the Joyful Abundance Blueprint, she uses her signature approach to empower spiritually conscious female entrepreneurs to unlock and amplify their natural intuitive powers and talents so they can unapologetically create wealth and abundance with ease, joy, and flow all on their own terms. So Shirley, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Laura. I'm so, so excited to join you today and to have some amazing conversation. Me too. I'm I'm very excited. You have such great energy. I mean, you've got the the, the most beautiful smile and your eyes light up. I'm just really excited to spend this time with you. And I know that your energy is just going to, it's just going to like portray through your voice to whoever's listening to this. So they're really going to benefit from your beautiful oh, energy. So. Definitely. Definitely. I have no doubt. Uh, so, you know, you do such amazing things. You've had such, you've had this life of I don't know, I hate to use the word normal, but what what's sort of expected as like the nine to five, it sounds like, um, as far as the corporate thing and, um, you know, you've done some fitness stuff, you've, you've done... You've done sort of that thing, that stuff, but then life changed for you and took some turns and now you're doing something different. Do you want to share what it is that you're that you're up to these days? Yeah, so these days I am running a spiritual business. It's for spiritually conscious entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, and it really is a spin-off of the normal that you talk about, where I always felt very misplaced in normality and I feel now this is this is and has always been my calling what what I'm here to do and and I you know I help 
these ladies to unlock and amplify their unique gifts because it's just so special to me for people to really recognize who they are without all of the constraints of the normal that, that often many of us experience and to really know and step into that unapologetic being of true joyful abundance and to know that they have it, that they be it, all with ease, joy and flow. And they can choose that every day. What was it like to discover that that was your purpose at this time? Because that's pretty deep. And I imagine that it probably took some work within yourself to discover that you were capable of it to then uh, share that with others. Yeah, because I always felt that from, from, from my perspective, I always had this underlying bedrock of, of joy and knowing knowing of abundance. and But it was not something that, it was something that I actually assumed everybody had. So I'd meet people and it would be like, okay, this is very strange. They, they're not like really happy all the time. How come? Isn't that, isn't it like normal to, to be happy most of the time? And, you know, that's not to say that I've had like the easy life. I've had loads of ups and downs. I've had, you know, a, a couple of, of actual deaths, um, some near deaths, uh, you know, difficult pregnancies. When I say difficult, like in wheelchairs and also, you know, births and whatnot. My my corporate life was was so amazing. And yet there was there was also times of having to like sue companies and you know it's not been plain sailing and mm -hmm. with that it doesn't feel like it's been challenging it just feels like aliveness if that makes sense so the deep work that i did was actually to really go into the soul space the soul space of knowing that sometimes we call these experiences in because the soul just wants to have fun <laughs> in this incarnation. And the way it's having fun is by having all of these experiences. So when we start to, and what I learned is when I started to choose a different journey, a different path, then things could change. And that I could then share that with people. I always knew I was a teacher from the very, very get go. I've always been in guiding people, teaching people, um, mentoring. So I always knew that was part of me. And actually, at one point, I, I was just like, no, I'm done with that. <laughs> I just want to do me. But, you know, after about a year, it, it's like the universe. Was like, no, no, back in, back in, back into your into your path, because this is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah lots of deep work I mean to get to to today it's been a good I would say so from this is from 2011 is when I really started that deep work oh that's so that's you've had a good amount of time to I'm in uh, say comparatively or relatively work on that and I imagine it's an, an ongoing work. It's like work oh, in progress, God, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. It's it's never ending. And that's for me is the fun of it because you can have that never ending work and still be in ease, joy and flow and still be in, in abundance and still be in joy. 
a lot. I think a lot of times when I meet clients, they feel like I've got to do all the work. I've got to clear all the trauma. And then once I'm healed, everything can happen for me. And, and I assist them to, to know that actually you can you choose to have it now. And the inner work is just part of, of the journey. It's kind of like, you know, your daily workout. You know, you, you, you don't do a workout and you're done. <laughs> you continue, you maintain. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the journey. That's so funny you brought that up. I feel like just this maybe a week ago I I posted on my on my socials like on my stories this really cool quote that I found very similar to what you just said and it and it said I'm going to the I don't know if they broke it up to ego or not but it was like the ego says, you know, I'm going to find peace and then my life will flow and I'll be happy whereas spirit says I'm going to have my life work and flow and then I'll find peace. So doing the work first and then the peace will come versus needing the peace first and then it comes. It's like the other way around. Yeah. So, so yeah. So it's, it's interesting because I, I believe that you can have peace while you're doing the work and that's how spirit flows through you. There's a real sense when, when I do my, um, I have my signature system, which is the joyful abundance blueprint and I actually sort of went even deeper into it in the last couple of days. And it came, came into like four pieces that people move through in life. And some people move through them quicker. Some people sort of get to the second or third piece and then they, they end and, <laughs> and then come back. And at the moment, I'm, I'm flipping between or slipping between three and four. And it feels amazing. And the four pieces, would you like to know what the four pieces are? Yes, please. So the four pieces are, the first piece is where you are experiencing life as it's happening to you. So in, in a, you know, in a, a negative space, that would be the victim mode. But you can also experience that from a positive space where the universe is doing it all to you, that the space is there for you. And this often is the beginning of people's spiritual journey as well. And they're still sitting in that piece of life is happening to me. They then start to realize that they have a little bit of control. And they go, ah, I, I have this control. Life is happening and I am creating it. And that's where people often tend to stop. It's like, I'm creating my life and this is where all the manifesting comes in. And I do this and I do the spells and I clear this. And it's, it's a great space to be in also. And all of the spaces are great. They've all got their learnings and they've all got their fun. The third space is the with me. And this is where you co-create with spirit. So you'll, you'll, you'll understand that there's two pieces, that we're, we are spirit and we create, but we also have the ability to create from ourselves with spirit. And then the final piece is kind of like a re-rotation back to the first, but with a different energy. And it's the through me piece. So I am spirit, spirit is there, and I create through me. And this is a really powerful space to be in. Wow. I like that. I like that. Because I feel like I, I can relate to all of those spaces, to all of those spaces. And I do... 
I and I imagine that you can go from the fourth to back to the first depending on the yeah. situation and kind yes. of but wow. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I like how you organize that. <laughs> it makes it yeah. easy for my my brain to process. Yeah, and and when sort of when you realize when you um I I I use the word accept but not like fix. So maybe allow, maybe allow is a better word. When you allow yourself to go, your being, to move through these spaces fluidly, that's when the journey just keeps evolving. Because what I, what I believe is that we, we, we keep spiraling. And I, again, I hesitate to use the word up because there is no up, down, left, right, time forwards, time back, really. Um, but we do keep spiraling and we go through these these spaces. And that's what the Joyful Abundance Blueprint actually does. It takes people through so that they can recognize where they are in each piece. And eventually the Joyful Abundance with ease, joy and flow is the through me piece. So the more we can live in that, the more we can literally, I would I would say, and this, I've done this a few times when I've been in real flow, where you can literally instantly manifest something at will, but it's through you. And it is possible. Wow. wow. This is where you get the yeah. instant healings, which I've always been, I've always had a great gift for. Physical healing, um, as well as emotional healing. So yeah. these are all the through me piece, because when we let spirit just guide with our with our being amazing amazing things can happen yeah oh that's that's beautiful yeah i know you're a certified theta healing instructor what yes. does that mean so that means that i am um i've gone through the modality i've done all the courses but i've also gotten to the point where i've done i think i calculated recently I think it was about 20,000 hours of client and self-work. Wow. But yeah, yeah, because I actually added them. I'm, I'm pretty thorough when I do something to mastery level. I'm pretty thorough. And I kind of put that down to my martial arts training from when I was young. Everything is very thorough. Um, but yeah, Theta Healing, it's a beautiful modality. It connects you with the divine. It connects you with what the divine, I call it divine, universe, source. It's all interchangeable. In Theta Healing, we would call it creator, which is that beautiful space where there is no judgment, there is no right and wrong, no duality, and everything is possible. And it allows you to go deep into your subconscious, into your different lives, create magic, and actually change your life for what you desire, which is what we're all wanting. We, that's all we, what we want, isn't it? To create a life that is desirable for us. And what Theta Healing also does is it allows you to recognize where you've been creating a life from a, a place that you seem to think is desirable, but it isn't. So it, it looks and sees all your limitations, all of your blocks, where you may be creating from other people's templates and that kind of thing. And it's very simple. It's very, very joyful. And there's lots of magic in there as well, which I love. Oh, how wonderful. I would love to uh, see what that's like. I do I do healing touch, uh, a healing modality that I learned. And uh, what I like about that is that um, a nurse 
created it. And I'm a nurse as well. So I like that connection. Um, Yeah. So it's really neat to hear about different healing modalities. So it'd be something I would love to witness. I don't know if there's much to see, you know. I actually did record myself doing a self-healing to give people an idea of what happens in a healing session. So I'm happy to share that with them, with people. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I love that. It's like a little glimpse into into that world and that that healing. I think that would be so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, you know, and I, I also see that you, you do work with, with perhaps women more particularly empowering them to use their intuitive gifts, uh, among other things. Uh, I'm curious, what is intuition to you? Oh, so what is intuition? I was asked this recently, and <laughs> I can only um, describe it as, if you think of a fish in a river, the fish is in the water. The fish doesn't know it's in the water. It's just there and it's being. And that water is the intuition. It's the knowing. It's what we all have. Whenever you, you are, you're, you're instinctively guided towards something, the first thing that guides you is your intuition in whichever way, because we've all got different senses and different ways of, of having it. But everyone has it. And so getting people in touch with that is allowing them to to know those signals before the brain and everything else kicks in. Because that's often what happens is we have that knowing. And then we start to justify it. So the best way that I can describe it from a practical perspective is for about three years, I was doing um, Forex trading. I was a trader, retail and I used to run and be part of a, uh, a group. And every morning at 6.30 a.m. when the markets uh, were gonna open, we'd all get on, the, on, the, on a call and they would say to me, Shells, what do you think? What do you think of today? So I was mainly looking at the, the pound dollar and the euro dollar. Those were my two main currencies that I would, the currency pairs that I would look at. But those of you who don't know what, what that is, it is just simply how we exchange currency between different countries. And people uh, bet on whether the currencies are going to be weaker or stronger. So just to, just to you know. Thank you, because I did not know. You the, well, yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. So it's really super fun and can be really complicated. So you can imagine how people in those, in those areas have created formula have created patterns, have created technical analysis of, you know, graphs, stats, you name it. So in this morning session, they would say, Shirley, what do you think? And I realized that I knew. I just knew I would look at the charts and I would have a sense. Now, I believe all people who do this regularly have that. But then they would say, what makes you think that? And that was the kicker. Because how do you tell, I was in an environment full of guys, actually. How do you tell a whole load of guys who are completely (laughs) attached to their their analysis that you just have a feeling? (laughs) (laughs) So I would create all of their stuff around my feeling. 
And I can I can say to you that I was pretty much 90% on the money every time, which is why they asked wow. me every morning. Um, <laughs> but I had to I had to learn quickly to, to justify for them. Mm. But what I'm saying with the intuition part is I knew. They probably knew, but they just didn't trust it enough. Sure. How do you so how do you teach people to, to trust it? To trust their own intuition? It is an ongoing, yeah, it's an ongoing process. We first of all use I use a lot of visualization, meditation, hypnosis, all my tools, my access, my theta, all of those tools to get into a subconscious state. And then we start identifying. So I will I'll I'll um guide them and, and say, okay, so how are you experiencing this? And we'll go through the different senses. Is it, is it, where is it in your body? What does it look like? Are you seeing a vision? Are you sensing a picture? So I've had some really interesting ways that people have intuition they didn't realize. So one lady used to just see like bursts of color in front of her eyes and they would be different shapes. So we help, I helped her to build her intuitive library so that she realizes that when that happens, when she sees that, this is what it means. Another lady, whenever I used to say to her, because there's a tool called um, that you can check whether something's true for you or not. And there's a few ways of doing it. And one of the ladies, whenever her sense was a tingling in her ear, just a, like a little tingle. How interesting. But she didn't realize that. Yeah. So we would just go in every time and check what is that? And you're building it up. So for me personally, um, I've always been very visual. I love movies. I love music. It's very sens sensorially based. So I use that as my intuition. But recently I've been asking for lots of, in the last few years, I've asked for lots of my other senses to open up so I can receive more. And often people are kind of scared of that. So that's part of the work is allowing them to know that they can be safe. And you can do that with connect, by connecting to the divine and to creator and finding out where are the roots of the unsafety? Where are the roots where it may have been dangerous for you to access this intuition? Um, I do believe in lives, different lives, whether that be dimensional, past, obviously the ancestry and the genetic line and what people have experienced through all of that time can impact how open their intuition is and how open their powers are because once your intuition you can trust it you then discover you have some amazing superpowers kind of like superheroes I mean it's just something that's to it's very incredible and it's very specific to each individual like the tingling in the ear that's amazing that you guys were able to figure that out I feel like cuz I can see how that could be easily brushed off especially if it happens often enough where it's easily disregarded so exactly. how amazing yeah how interesting yeah. is that who do you feel is, who or what do you feel is on the other side of that intuition giving you that intuitive communication. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. I've never been asked that. Mm. Hang on. Let me just channel and ask. Please. Because this please. Is, so when I don't know, I literally tune in and I ask. So let me just ask. It. Yeah, so take creator, your time. Who is on the other side? Or, or what? Okay. So what I'm, and I'm seeing this, I'm getting this message, is a folding of time and space of dimensionality. 
and that we are all part of it and it's it's um it's like the potential field like the strings the quantum strings so i do a lot of quantum quantum stuff um and those quantum strings are what go together to produce our essence that is part of the universe so it's kind of like tuning into yourself in a bigger sense if that makes sense Sure, sure. Yeah. I've asked this question to other um, other guests before, and I've had one guest say uh, higher self, which I feel like that's, to me, what you explained yeah, sounds similar, similar, yeah. similar yeah. to that. Wow, I, I, I love I, that. I go even further. So with, with Theta Healy, we, we describe there's actually four different selves, and, and I believe there's, there's actually more. So there's the survival self, the one that is really tasked with keeping you alive. <laughs> And we all know that one. That one is, you know, you, you look at your bill. There's there's ten ten pounds left for the for the week, and suddenly you're like, oh. <laughs> that's your survival self. The survival self kicks in. Then there is what what I call the um, the protector, or in theta healing, it's called the undercurrent, the protector. That's the one that kind of keeps the survival self safe and actually creates benefits. From what the survival self is doing so even though it's locked in often locked in scarcity and lack because that's what the survival self does keeps us safe it's not really tuned into abundance as much but that um, protector self is the one that says well actually this is working and this is why it's working uh, these are the things we sort of unlock in sessions then there is the higher self and then the higher self is the one that is tasked with you as an individual so as an individual person, the higher self is the one saying to you, you know, this learning was because you needed to learn patience, for example. It's very specific to you as, as, a, as a person. And then the, the, the bigger one is either the soul or the being. That's the one that is in communication and in connection with the space, with the universe. And a lot of our journey is actually to bring the higher self more into connection with the soul or the being so that we have the sort of the higher self can then access more of the world of the universe so a message that may come from the soul self would be there is no separation we are all one we are unity and the higher self is within that as a unique essence of unity wow that's that's fascinating so fascinating. I love learning something new about spirit and the other side and, and all of that because it's it's seriously so limitless the amount of knowledge that we gain. And I love that they 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 give us that information as we can handle it. So um I just I think it's just so fascinating. When you talk about universe and you talk about uh you know dimensions and other uh selves and things like that, it it reminds me of you had mentioned some near death experiences. Uh I know for short they're called NDEs. Uh you had mentioned some yeah. of those. I, I would I would hope that we can talk about some of those because um from from NDEs that I've heard from other uh, experiencers uh, is is there some are in the universe and so that's what reminds me of connecting it to NDEs would you be uh, willing to talk about your experiences with those yeah, sure yeah so um, I've had my my first one was when I was 18 and actually I don't remember much about this because I was just told I was under anesthetic on the operating table 
um, clinically dead for, for a little while and resuscitated. Now, all I know is that I had intuition before, but after this, I started to do a lot more tarot reading at the time. And I, I noticed that I had access to much, much more than I had before. So what went on there, I don't know. But the, you know, the aftermath of it was just, and it was more even that I was getting flashes from people, even just by touch. So I would be able to see, like, I, I, I actually have switched a lot of this off because I didn't like it so much. Um, I would put, put my hand on and I would see maybe the possibilities. And I talk about possibilities because I believe we've got so many, you know, when you read, sorry, when you read for someone, you're only tuning into one possible future. So this is why I kind of stopped doing that so much until I learned how to open up better futures for people. But at that stage, I would put my hands on and I might see an accident or I might see a scene of abuse or, you know, something in their past. Um, but I would I would be able to tune into the pain or the possible things that were happening and be able to, to almost like lift it. So this is this was after the first um, first time. The second time was actually um, when I gave birth to my third daughter. They were giving me lots and lots of anesthetic. I had C-sections and they gave me lots of anesthetic and they had overdone the anesthetic because it wasn't working. So again, I was out, but this time I actually floated above and just saw my, my body, my vessel on the table. And I was able to look around the room and what I noticed was, how can I describe this? Molecules of love is probably wow. the best description. So lots of space and lots of very loving energy. So that kind of made me come back. I suppose maybe I was tuning into all the oxytocin because when you give birth, obviously you have this huge surge of oxytocin. <laughs> but I was just, I was just seeing loads and loads of molecules of, yeah, like that's what it's what it looks like to me. Oh, how interesting! And after that, after after her birth, my senses and all my psychic abilities just went whammo and just. <laughs> just full on and it was quite it, it was actually quite scary for a while because I was aware of everything so I was starting to pick up people's thoughts I was starting to pick up pick up even more moods um I've always had this sort of telepathic sense but I was noticing and aware of just so much and not just in this world it was kind of like universes and dimensions even more so, um, yeah, I had to do a lot of work, not to shut it down, but to be able to, to hold all of that in a way that wasn't overwhelming. And, and that's a lot of the work which I do with clients. When, they, when you do open up your senses, sometimes it can be quite overwhelming. And so helping them to navigate through it and actually to lead a very practical life while it's all going on. 
So I had a family of three, you know, three, three kids and a hubby. I couldn't walk around going, oh, look, that dimension there. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. We still have to be be humans, don't we? <laughs> yes, we are still in yeah humans <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I and I, that's so fascinating. And sa- similar things I heard too with the NDEs that you know other um, experiencers have had is when they come out of it, they're I want to say more intuitive, but it's more than that. Uh, it's like their their psychic awareness expands. They're able to see. You know, it's like their mediumship abilities. They may not even have them at all. Some people, they can't even wear watches anymore because the Mm. energy from their body like breaks, (laughs) breaks their watches. (laughs) So I have this, this thing with them and and I've got a handle on it. You'll be pleased to know because I can switch computers (laughs) off with my energy. Um, Don't shut our session off, please. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I won't. Um, but it's quite funny because I the t- the first time I noticed this like really like obviously was I was um, walking into my kitchen back in the UK when we lived there and my husband was doing his work from home. This was during lockdown, um, work from home from the kitchen table, and it had started to irritate me that because it was at the kitchen table he just seemed to be working all the time, and it really bothered me. And I remember coming downstairs from um, yeah I think it was I was coming downstairs or coming in. And I just looked at him and I just said, are you on that thing again? And it just, it just stopped. It switched off and he just looked at me and he said, can you not do that? (laughs) So (laughs) it was that acknowledgement that, yeah, that was, that was my energy. But even now I've done that over here in Australia a couple of times (laughs) <laughs> and just last night this is just hilarious he said he's he's doing meetings in the evening and he said I've got one meeting and maybe the second will cancel and I just said to him would you like the second one to be cancelled I can make that happen for you <laughs> yeah exactly he just said no 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 please don't <laughs> in fact you leave you leave <laughs> don't be anywhere yeah exactly here. so you know yeah you're talking about watches I don't I don't wear a watch but and I don't seem to affect my phone, which is good. But laptops and computers and lights and things. Um, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Like, what does something in your energy change? I mean, I think it's the because the thoughts are so potent mm-hmm. and free now that even an unconscious passing thought has that power to affect the molecules around us. This has been scientifically proven. Um, But when we we really do the inner work and release all of the layers that have blocked that, um, you become a transmitter. So that's why, for me, one of the main things that I I get people to do is to regularly meditate, regularly meditate, because you clear out, I call them knots in the psyche, so that you become a smoother transmitter. But yeah, we all we are all connected. We we truly are. I mean, they as I said, they've done the test. They've taken DNA, taken it miles away, applied something to the DNA to the to the sample, and the person has has known it. You know, for wow. miles. So there is that connection, one hundred percent. 
you know, that's that's a, such an interesting perspective that you just gave me. You're right because when you have an NDE, I mean, you're seeing the other side. I mean, firsthand. Whereas the people who yeah. don't, and we're, we we need meditation to to do that. And because you've yeah. seen that firsthand, I mean, how can you deny that experience? And so you can become this clear channel. That's such a, mm. I mean, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for explaining it that way. So do you, uh, I mean, do you have mediumship abilities or is it more like psychic? Yeah. Oh, can you tell us some about that a little bit? <laughs> yeah so I it comes and goes I've always had it um even before uh well after uh, okay. the first ND I don't know before that because I was quite young but while I was working in corporate the first time I actually realized that this was actually happening I was um I was a trainer and I used to go out um to I used to be called to go out to sales team and teach them the systems on their on their applications excel powerpoint you know those sort of things just basic techie stuff uh-huh. and but what I noticed is that each time I was called into that because I was a manager it was only the the execs who got that who got me to go one-on-one with them and every time I would go I would have um so I've got lots of decks of tarot and cards and I've got a full closet closet full but before I would go I get an I'd get a message of take the cards now it wasn't every time and it would be different cards each time um but i'd learned to listen to that intuition i would just take the cards and i'd plop them in the bag i had no clue why you know (laughs) but take the cards okay so i'd turn up and we would do the session and nine times out of ten there was another purpose for me being there so whether that was because they were going through trauma and they needed some help which at that stage, I wasn't as an accomplished healer as I am now. So I would do a lot of the work through cards and through through that channel because, I, you know, I just did, that's how I knew how to do it. But a few times I would get people's loved ones who'd passed on coming into the space. And I've always been aware of spirits. I've been able to see spirits. Uh, from the age of seven, I've been seeing spirits. So it's quite common, but when I would go, they would, the loved ones would come in, and you you can you can sense it in in your field when there is another. I call them entities. That's any anything that doesn't have a physical body is an entity. So it could be a fairy, it could be a spirit, it could be an angel, whatever. So the, the, they would come in, and and then we would have a conversation. And I would just ask them, would you like to have a conversation with uh, the living person? And most of the time it was because they were getting through a period of grief and they were ready to actually communicate with the with the past over loved one. A lot of healing happened. It was very beautiful to be a part of it, to be that channel. I don't have the, 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 the spirit come into me. So I've never, never allowed that. So they're always outside of me. Um, there are there are mediums who who do that. I, I've never done that because I'm so empathic. I think it would be a bit too much for me to do to do that. Um, although I've stepped into other beings, which is quite fun, but not the other way around. But yeah, very very healing. 
and lots of communication with with passed over and through the whole of the pandemic and the lockdown a lot of my sessions were people going through grief and part of those sessions would often be mediumship with the person who's passed over and you're doing these sessions with people that you work with is that yeah yeah mainly my clients yeah ah I'm curious because you said you would go to these trainings, you would yeah. bring your cards just because, you know, yeah. you, you, you knew intuitively you had to. How does, yeah. how, how does that transpire between your I, training and your teaching, your, your work mode? How does that transpire? So what generally happens, and I can only give you an example of what I've noticed in a, in, in a few sessions, how it works, is I'll be doing my work mode stuff. And then often you'll take a break. And because you're in the, in the person's home, you're in their energy. And I'm that kind of person who generally can feel like a very safe space to confide in. And they just start talking. And if I feel guided that they would be open, I say to them, is that something, you know, would you like to do that? I've never had anybody go, oh, my God, no, what are you talking about? Because I allow they, them to lead. So For those people, I did them in their homes. But over the pandemic and lockdown, obviously, we're, we're in our own yeah. homes. So I, I, I can do this over Zoom. I can do this over a phone. I mean, <laughs> the physicality is irrelevant because of this, this connectivity of, of everything. I agree. A lot of my journey, I call it spiritual awakening number two, when I discovered I, you know, mediumship and everything uh, happened during (laughs) the vast majority of it happened during the pandemic. So I've only done things virtually. Gosh, I I mean, I feel like I can talk to you for hours. uh, But (laughs) but to wrap just to wrap it up this time, because I would love to have you back on. What advice would the Shirley of today give the Shirley in her past uh, prior, you know, working corporate prior to finally living your purpose? And I mean, you've had these NDEs, you've already been very intuitive, but there must have been a time prior to doing what it is that you love before you moved to Australia. What advice would you give her? Oh, my gosh. What advice would I give? I would just say, dive in, enjoy the juiciness, enjoy the ride. Everything is in its divine timing. Everything is right at the moment it is. And just trust. Just keep trusting. Isn't that easier said than done? But it's such good advice. (laughs) Such great advice. Thank you so much, Shirley, for your time and sharing your story and your, your knowledge. I learned so much today. And I just, I look forward to, you know, maybe having you on again and talking and deep diving some more. But thank you again so much for your time. Thank oh, thank you. It's been so amazing. I just love talking about this stuff and sharing anything that will spark anything from somebody. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always.
Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.